0: Last week, I began a series called Love Songs. Love Songs. I, I, I'm not much of a musician. I'm not much of a singer, but I, but I like music. How many like music? Like music. Music's awesome. And uh, there's, there's some music that doesn't appeal to me. Uh, I, I confess boldly that I have a streak of redneck in me. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I listened, listened, I do sometimes now, but I listen to a lot of country music. And I, I had a 69 Ford two-tone pickup with a 390 motor in it with straight pipes coming out in front of the wheels. you couldn't hardly hear music but I had some speakers that I had wired to the radio and we would we would go down on the main drag college avenue and we would set up in a parking lot and I would take them big old speakers now, I'm talking big house speakers now okay some of you don't, never never even seen those but, but that, that was our speakers back in the day. And I would set them on top of my pickup truck. And we would get up on the hood and lean back against the window to the ballads of Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Charlie Pride. Oh, Yeah. And throw in a little Merle Haggard. Lord Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> and then I got a little sophisticated because I liked a little Leonard Skinner. <laughs> oh, 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 Lord, where are we going now? And, and, you know, as I mentioned last week, you had to throw in some some, some of the that foreigner. And, and I put in your head, and you probably hummed it all week, something like, I want to know what love is. Yeah, there I did it again for you. You're welcome. And we talked about, I want to know what love is, and I've lived on that message all week. To know that a God would love me when I was so undeserving. Because that's what love really is. Love is is, is not something you do for somebody that can do something back for you. See, conditional love says, I will love you in proportion to, to how you can love me. true love says I will love you when you can't do anything for me when you can't rescind or reciprocate what I've done for you and Paul would tell us and I'm not going to re-preach that sermon but I've literally lived on it all week because Paul would say that while we were yet sinners Christ died for the ungodly and so today I want to introduce you to a new old song it was written in 1972 by Dolly Parton it was made famous in the early 90s by a young beautiful black singer named Whitney Houston And the song is, I will. I knew I'd draw you out. You didn't even see that coming. But I will always love you. Now, with that in mind, some of you, who are movie buffs? You you immediately go to the movie The Bodyguard, and, and the, in the in the Bodyguard, the the song was was about a relationship that would never work out, the differences of life styles and what have you, and how that they would have to part and go their separate ways, and it was the end of a what could have been a beautiful love story. But the true story behind the writing of I Will Always Love You was was a business arrangement between Dolly and a man by the name of Porter Wagner, who for years was a, a duet that made a lot of music. And when Dolly decided that she wanted to go solo on her own, Porter Wagner wasn't okay with that. And, and so he, he he wanted to keep the arrangement together, but Dolly realized that her, for her career to really soar, that she would need to break ties and go on her own. And so she wrote this song, I Will Always Love You. We, we've, we've got to go our separate ways, but I will always admire you. What you've done for me, what you have done Helped me with is has set me on this road to success, and 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 so, but we've got to go our several ways. And so, she wrote this song, I Will Always Love You, I Will Always Respect You. But our life is going to go different ways. So, I bring to you today that 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 love does not dictate what you do, love literally sets you up to choose what you will do. And yet Jeremiah in 31 chapter of Jeremiah I want to call you your attention to verse number 3 here the, the prophet records these words that the Lord hath appeared of old unto me saying yea I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Notice that. Love can be defined as temporary or long term. But God wanted Israel to know that I love you with an everlasting love. A lot of people look at the Bible in in just a myriad of different ways. Some some look at it as as a book of requirements, and some look at it as as the book that tells you uh, what to do, when to do it, how to do it, different things. But when I look at the Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, I look at the greatest love story ever written. God created a man, planted a garden on his world, planted man in there, gave him a woe man, and said, You're bone of bone, flesh of flesh, cleave to her, love her, nurture her, and then. To top it off, God would come in the cool of the day and would walk with his creation. He did not come to walk the dog. He did not come to pet the kittens. He came to commune with man. And that's awesome. And and we know, I I don't have time to go through the whole story, but we know that how man decided that he thought there was something better than, imagine that. But he thought there was something better than God coming to walk with him in the cool of the day. And so his wife ate of the fruit, gave to her husband, he did eat, and we know that man fell. It did not stop God, even though he knew already man had done that it did not stop God from coming to walk with man man would try to hide it he would try to cover it, that's the human propensity that we all have when we do something wrong we try to cover it up, we, we lie we make up a story we, we try to blame it on somebody else and, and all these kind of things, that's just human nature and yet, in the midst of the conversation that God had with Adam and Eve at this moment, He said, I will put enmity between thy seed and the seed of the woman, speaking to the serpent. And He said, The seed that's coming through the woman is going to bruise your head. In other words, love is going to provide an antidote for sin, love is going to provide an answer. To the question how awesome is that and then throughout the bible you see different viewpoints and and and, and understand today that the bible doesn't tell us everything now, some people look at genesis 1 and they say wow that explains the whole creation really do you think 30 verses could explain all that happened in creation I don't have time to go there. I'm just throwing it out for your consideration. Because we know there were dinosaurs. Oh, y'all lost it right there. You say there were dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. Go over to Glen Rose. You can see some tracks. There's evidence that these creatures live. We have called fossil fuel we have fossil records in stone and so Genesis 1 is simply a pinhole view of creation to do one thing to let you know there is a God he created all things he's in control of all things so that you would believe that if he did that, then what else is he able to do? And so, let me let me let me hurry. So he he lays out and he shows us different viewpoints. Now the Bible talks about a man by the name of Job. Now, it's not real clear where, at what point in time Job lived. Most people contend that he was a contemporary of Abraham. It's the oldest book in the Bible. But we do know that, that the devil came before the throne of God and said to him, Does Job serve you for naught? Job was a righteous man. The Bible called him a man that eschewed evil. He had a relationship with God. Now We, we totally don't understand or know the relationship with that he really had with God but but the bible said he was a righteous man and he eschewed evil and the devil came and said to him if if i can touch job you got a hedge about him your love is protecting him i can't penetrate the love field But if I'm ever able to penetrate because the reason Job is serving you is because he's never had any bad thing happen to him. He's never had any evil happen to him. He's he's never had any difficult. The Bible calls him a wealthy man. But if I can touch his wealth, then he will curse you because his total experience with you is based upon the things that he possesses. I came to preach to somebody today that your love has to go beyond just the temporary things. Your love for him has to go beyond him giving you a new car or a new house or a little money in the bank. You have to know that his love is greater than a few things you possess. His love is—I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. His love is greater because He didn't He didn't die on the cross to give you a little money. He didn't die on the cross to give you a new car. That may be some temporary blessings that comes with it, but the blessing is that He loved you enough to die on a cross. He loved you enough to take your sin. Oh, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. He loves you enough to carry you through difficulty. I hear him saying to somebody, I will always love you. I will always be there for you. The Bible said he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And he says, if I can touch Job, if I can touch the things he has, he will curse you. And in one day, he lost all of his possessions not only did he lose his possessions he lost all ten of his children seven sons and three daughters standing on the brink of ten fresh dug graves he says the Lord gave will you still love him if you lost everything just a question would you would you still love him if if all of a sudden everything that you trust in in the natural is suddenly taken from you job said he gave it he took it what an understanding of god what what an understanding of god my relationship with god is not based on the things that come into my life or the things that are My love for Him is not based upon Him blessing me today or, or Him, him, you know, just uh, taking things out of my life tomorrow. My, my love for Him is based upon something. And see, that's what the Holy Ghost has been trying to talk to me about here lately. You you need to praise Him for the things that money can't buy. You, you need to praise Him because... Because uh, that you have something inside of you. Uh, that though the, and Paul put it this way: he said, Though the earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building of God in eternity, not made with hands. That is to say, it's eternal. That's why he would say things like uh, we, we don't look at the things uh, that can be seen, but the things that can be seen are temporal, but the things that are cannot be seen uh, are our eternal, see. You can't put a price on having peace in your heart when your world is collapsing. You you cannot put a price on having a home. It's it's not just the house that I live in, but I've got a home. You you can't put a price on having joy in the midst of confusion and frustration. People look at you and say, "How are you coping?" Well, I couldn't cope except I've got something in the inside that gives he gives me a song. In the night, uh, the Bible said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of Baca, if I go through the valley of shedding of tears, uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Uh, I've got to tell somebody today uh, that he will always uh, love you. You can't put a price uh, on the love of God. Uh, That's why Paul said, We are not redeemed with corruptible things uh, such as silver and gold can't buy it You can't buy it with money you can't buy it with things I look at people that just just have to have to have the newest and the greatest and that's fine if you can afford it just enjoy it but but I look at people but but it says something to me it says that there there's something missing Because they're they're like the woman in John chapter 4 at the well. And Jesus said, if you keep drinking of this water, you're going to thirst again. But if you drink of the waters that I shall give you out of your out of your belly shall flow rivers. That's why some people keep going back to the hog trough time after time after time because they've never really experienced or come to the knowledge of what true love is. But when true love is revealed in your heart and in your mind and your soul, you will understand it's not attached to this world at all. I love the old song that says this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue the angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore oh somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise and so we come to Israel let me fast forward to Israel because I'm just about out of time we fast forward to Israel Israel, God brings them out of Egypt with a mighty hand, he shows them his love his power, his glory he reveals redemption through the lamb slain on the night of the Passover beautiful story he brings them out of Egypt and he says to them I'm going to bring you into a land that flows with milk and honey bring you into a land that, wow all these good things man it's just awesome i'm going to give you houses you did not build and you're going to eat from vineyards you did not plant and you're going to drink from wells you did not dig and 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 all these glorious things are, are there and and then he caveats it by saying but beware after you have eaten and are full that you forget the lord your god and so when Israel comes into the land of promise and they experience blessing and, and all these good things you, you see time and even in the wilderness when Moses goes to the mountain for 40 days and, and, and they don't see him they they get all discombobulated and, and they take all the jewelry off and have Aaron make them a golden calf and they begin to worship this calf and, and, and say this is the God that brought us out of Egypt and so when, when Moses comes off the mountain they, they're committing committing sexual atrocities and it's just it's just a mess. And 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 so Moses would command the the golden calf to be ground in the powder and they would pour it in the water and and then they would were made to drink that water because the gold dust turned the water to a crimson red. And and he said, You're going to drink this because it would forward point to the time when Jesus would say, "Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall have no part of me." And so, all of this is in in, in systematic order, and, and and it's for a reason. And and yet, after this, they would turn to God, and yet they they would they would get full of the quail, and they would begin to complain. They would get full of manna, and they would get begin to complain. And and, and it was this. It was just kind of love-hate relationship. I I want this today, but. And if you give me that, I love you. And tomorrow, I want this. And, and and if you give me that, I'll love you. And so they go through this. And so then now they get into the promised land, and God blesses them, and they experience just this manifold blessing of God. But in the midst of experiencing the manifest blessing of God, they would forget God. They they would forget the commandments of God. They would forget to do the what God had ordered them to do, and even. When they were carried into Babylon for 70 years it represents 490 years that they didn't observe the sabbath that that God had instructed them but but here here's what I want you to see today is that they would turn their heart from God the Bible said many times that they committed adultery and it wasn't it wasn't adultery in the flesh it was spiritual adultery because they would go after other gods they would begin to worship other things they would begin to worship and serve idols and and many times they would would leave the altar and, and they would go to these things and 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 during these times God would it seemed turn his back on them and then they would experience severe justice and and they would experience tremendous judgment but then they would turn the bible say and they would cry out to God and and This depicts what I'm trying to say today because Jeremiah said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And so when the judgment would come and they would turn their face back to God, God would push back judgment. And He would love them again. And He would bless them again. Because they had turned. And see, this is the answer when Solomon prayed at his dedicatorial prayer at the tabernacle or the temple that he built. And he would pray in chapter 6 and he would say, God, if your people are ever in a strange land, and if they're ever taken captive, and and if they're ever going through the time when you withhold the rain and all of these things, uh, he said, if your people, will turn their face towards Jerusalem and begin to pray. Would you hear their prayer? And God answers them in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 when He said, If My people, which are called by My name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven. I will heal their, their, I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. He answers the question of Solomon. So, what I came to preach to you today is while we often look for spiritual perfection, we often find ourselves drawn away, as James said, by the lust of our own desires. But I came to tell somebody today if you'll turn your face back, if you'll put your face towards God. He always loves you. He will always love you if you will turn your face towards Him and begin to call upon Him. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, how long you've been there. He will always love you. You may have decided to go solo. You may have decided to go after your own desires. But I can tell you today that there is a God that loves you unconditionally. And all it takes is for you to say, Jesus, I want to come home. Jesus, I need you. And all of heaven's attention will come back to you and be focused upon you somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise uh, hallelujah 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 I don't have time to go there because I'm out of time but, but, but I, I went to, to the book of, of Ephesians and, and I began to read about verse 20 where Paul began to talk about a husband and how he ought to love his wife and he would get down about the 27th or 26th verse and he would say, I want to show you this because this is a great mystery that is revealed. Because when Adam went to sleep that day in the garden and the great master physician scalpel his side and took a rib. We, we think, well, okay, he took a rib, he made whoa, man. he said this is your help me he said cleave to her see marriage is real simple you leave cleave and leave and we look at that and think okay he took a rib from Adam's side and from that he made woman but it was a mystery that Paul said I want to explain to you because husbands should love their wives as Christ loved what are you talking about Paul well you got to go back to the cross to explain what happened to Adam because at the cross we, we think the Roman soldier just threw a spear up there and pierced his side but it takes you millennials back to where God would take a rib out of the side of Adam and make his bride. So Christ on the cross when his side is split and out of his side comes blood and water. Paul said, I got to show you a mystery because out of his side Came the church. I, I gotta sh- show you his love. Just as Adam birthed his own wife, Christ would birth his church out. Of- and he said, if you wanna understand love, you gotta understand that something that's birthed out of itself there is a special affection for. And so when the side is split and the church comes out, Paul said, this is a great mystery. But when I show it to you, you're going to get an understanding that he will always love the church. He didn't come to save a perfect church because none of us are perfect. But he said, I will always love you when you go through trials, when you go through tests, when you go through ups and downs. Sometimes when you even walk away from me, know that my arms are wide open, waiting for you to come back. I will always love you. I will love you from now to forever. I I will love you through thick and through thin. I will love you through good times and bad times. I will love you in sickness and in health. I will love you for richer, for poorer. I will love you because you must understand that you should love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave And gave. See, this ties back into John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he that he gave himself a ransom for her. See, you better come on, brother Jeremy, because I gotta close. When God said to Eve that I will put enmity between thy seed. to the serpent I will put enmity between thy seed and the seed of the woman he said what comes through the birth canal of the woman is the seed that's going to put an end to this childbirth as my understanding through medical research or what I've done reading brings a woman to the closest point of death as she delivers that child and through death comes I hope you're getting this today. I hope you're getting this today. Through death comes life. Many women during primitive medical times would even die during childbirth, but they died producing they died producing Jesus said I come that you might have and more abundant life how Jesus are you going to give us life life comes through death and so when he said it is finished and he gave up the ghost and died the bible said many of the old testament saints arose why? Because death produces life. But three days later, here comes the Spirit. I don't have time to go back to Genesis 1, through 28 of how the Spirit precedes the physical body but three days later the spirit says anybody seen my body I'm looking for my body because the only way you know life is through a physical expression I'm looking for my body somebody said they put it over there in the tomb and when the spirit got back in the When the spirit got back in the you you want to know why there was a great earthquake? Because when the spirit got back in the body, the grave could not contain the resurrection. But well, what I came to preach to you today is a simple. I talked about last week a rich young ruler who came to Jesus and the Bible said Jesus loved him. You read that? You read that? Jesus loved him. After their conversation, the Bible said that he walked away because he wasn't willing to do that. Now, we don't know. I'm not going to stand here and tell you that he never had another encounter with Jesus. I don't know. But at that particular point, he walked away but I can hear Jesus say you're walking away but I will always love you you're you're leaving but I will always I got a bold confession to make as you stand with me today Y'all pray for me, I'm working on it. But a lot of times when people walk out of my life, it's hard for me to have the same love for them that I had when they were in my life. Now don't judge me, I'm, I'm, I'm just making a confession. When people like me and they want to be around me and they want to be part of my life, there's just a special affection there's a special love and yet when they choose for whatever reason to walk away some of you have dealt with that through divorce some of you have dealt with that people walking out of your life relationships broken say pastor I'll always love them but I don't think you will love them in the way you did right because our human nature but I came to tell you today That the love of God never changes for you and me. Whether we choose to love Him back or not. I think the grace, the same grace that was reaching for you when you was a complete, and I was a complete bona fide, transgressor and sinner is the same love and grace that's reaching for me today the caveat to it is a lot of times that condemnation comes to our mind and we beat ourselves up and we don't think he can love us like he loved us the first time but I came to tell somebody today that He loves you as much right now regardless of where you are, whether you're serving Him to your best ability or not. He loves you as much right now as He ever loved you. And He will love you tomorrow as much as He's ever loved you. And if you choose to walk out the door and never serve Him, He will love you as much then. Hey, it's scandalous, friends. It's really scandalous to think that He would love me even if I chose not to serve Him. He would love me if I chose to turn my back on Him. He would love me and his hands are bowed and eyes are closed and the house lights are coming down. I don't, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I, I, I just, I walked out of the pulpit last week with these words burning into my mind. I will always love. will always love you I don't I don't know where you're at today I don't, I don't know what you've done I don't know any, anything about a lot of you but it really doesn't matter what I don't or don't know what I do or what I don't know about you the thing that I do never know and the thing that I came to communicate with you today is that he loves you he loves you and he loves you more than you could ever imagine (laughs) and he loves you so much that he did a one time event that would never have to be duplicated because the love of it is so powerful is that he went to an old rugged cross They stretched him wide, and they hung him high. But he bowed his head, and there he died to say, I will always love you. To say, I will always love you.